Good evening, everybody. So it was uh, <clears throat> summer of uh, 1981. I had just turned 16. One of my older brothers comes home one night, kind of late. Um, I was asleep. We all shared, the three of us shared the same room. So uh, his coming in kind of woke me up. And he says to me, uh, you've got to see this movie. Uh, you are gonna love it. He was all, all amped up. And uh, you know, I'm kind of like groggy. I don't even know what he's talking about. And he said, uh, he tells me Harrison Ford is in the movie and I wasn't really like a Star Wars guy. Um, so I didn't even know who he was. I, I said to him, like, so what, who, who's he? Anyway, he starts to explain uh, the story, uh, the plot. Kept saying, you just, you gotta see this movie. You will love it. Well, I did and I did. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I went with a couple of friends, I don't know, maybe a week or two later. I remember the theater being packed. Um, I also remember at the end of the movie, Everybody stood up and applauded. And I don't, I don't think I had ever seen that in a, with a movie, you know? Uh, so it was just kind of impressive. Like, it was like, wow, like this was, and I was old. I was clapping as loud as anybody. I loved it. Uh, so, many, so many great moments and scenes. But the one by far that I remember the most, and I think a lot of people remember the most, was when uh, Indiana Jones, when he, shoots that guy with the, the big sword, I don't know if you remember that. Um, he's running through these streets and alleyways in uh, Cairo, supposed to, they're supposed to be in Egypt. He's being chased by these bad guys, very just sort of Indiana Jones stuff. And then he comes upon this uh, huge guy, uh, a bad guy, and it's a very brief scene. The uh, crowd sort of disperses in this gigantic guy is at one end and Indiana Jones is standing at the other end just the two of them um, you know it's like clearly like this showdown and this bad guy takes out this enormous sword and he starts flashing it in this really kind of bold way trying to intimidate Indiana Jones and then uh, he's towering over Harrison Ford and then uh, Indiana Jones uh, looks at this guy. You're expecting this fight. And he just takes out his gun and he shoots him. Um, I remember the crowd erupted. Like, we went wild because we were just so not expecting it. Um, watch, watch this for a second, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> any rate, they went, we went completely haywire when that happened because you just were not expecting it. Um, that scene wasn't even in the script. Uh, the showdown in the streets with between the two of them, that was part of the script. 
but his shooting him wasn't. Uh, there was supposed to be this big sword fight, like two and a half minutes of screen time was gonna be devoted to this fight. They had choreographed it, and at the last minute they changed it because the crew became violently sick. All, almost everybody in the, on the crew making this movie. It was being filmed in uh, Tunisia, northern Africa, and it was, uh, according to Spielberg, like unbelievably, he's hot. He said it was, during the day, it was 130 degrees. I didn't think that was possible, but he said it was like not to be believed hot and uncomfortable. And almost all of the crew got sick. They got dysentery from the food in Tunisia. Harrison Ford was like desperately sick. The cameramen, they said Ford was, uh, had lost weight as a result of this. He was weak and just, it was incredibly hot. So the day they were getting ready to film this, uh, Ford went to Spielberg and said, why don't we just shoot the guy <laughs> instead of having the whole sword fight? Because that was gonna take hours to film this elaborate fight scene. So Spielberg thought about it and he said, okay, let's, let's try it and see how it goes. And it became, you know, one of the more memorable scenes in this movie. And it wasn't even in the script. You ever notice how that happens a lot in life? Like the unscripted events of life. Stuff you didn't plan, stuff you didn't expect. How do you deal with surprises? I don't mean like happy birthday surprises. I don't mean you just won the lotto surprises. I mean they're not good surprises. I remember uh, reading it, uh, or watching an interview with uh, Steven Spielberg, and he was talking about that scene. He was asked about that scene, so he kind of described it, and then he said six years before, when he was making Jaws, he said that was the worst experience of a making of a movie he, he had ever had. Um, one of his most famous, successful movies but the making of it was kind of nightmarish. They filmed it in uh, Martha's Vineyard. There were incredible delays in the production of the movie. It was supposed to take 55 days to make the movie. It took 160 because of this mechanical shark that they built for the movie. It kept breaking down uh, because of the salt water when they, they made it, they weren't anticipating the salt water factor. Spielberg said it was really like the worst of experiences. Um, the delays, pressure from the studio to get the movie made. He was afraid he was gonna get fired. 
He said he was physically becoming sick because of stress related to all of this, all because of the broken shark. But then he said because of that, he had to fundamentally rethink how he was gonna shoot the movie. Instead of showing the shark a lot, which he intended to, he had to now film it from a different perspective, from the shark's perspective. So if you watch the movie, you notice there's lots of scenes where the camera is just moving toward people. It's like it's the shark's eye, it's from this perspective of the shark. And then you remember that, dun 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 remember that, like that, that won an Academy Award, John Williams, that music. So it became more scary. And this is what Spielberg said. Because the shark kept breaking down, I had to be more resourceful. I had to figure out how to create suspense and terror without seeing the shark itself. It's a much better movie because of that. I take no credit. It was just good fortune in the long run. It's a scarier movie because of the broken shark. So what do you do when life deals you surprises? Especially when they're cross-shaped. When pain and misfortune, disappointment, unfairness, sadness, illness, when they come your way, unexpected, undeserved crosses. How do you, how do you react? Spielberg let it challenge him to something greater. So should we. Do we? I don't know. I guess sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, right? Sometimes we roll with the punches. Sometimes they knock us off our feet. I've got a friend of mine who about three years ago became a pilot, or he got his pilot's license, private, little small plane kind of flying. And he was telling me a lot about the whole process of learning to fly and the instruction, the classes, and I remember him telling me, about, telling me about how they're trained, very intentionally trained, to deal with the unexpected and the dangerous when you're flying a plane. how you need to respond in an emergency. He said he spent hours on these flight simulators, specifically dealing with crisis, all these scenarios of what could go wrong 
when you're flying a plane. Something's gone wrong. How do you respond? Something unexpected. What do you do? And he said, more than anything, you're trained to remain calm. He said, you have to make this deliberate choice not to panic. And he said, it's not about not being afraid. That's a myth, that's crazy. If the engine goes out, of course you're gonna be afraid. It's about not letting fear turn into panic. That's what they're trained. That seems kind of obvious, right? Of course we don't want to panic. But we often do. When we're handed crosses. If we consciously actively resist panic, we land the plane. He said to me that like the pilots, they're taught to ignore fear when fear isn't useful. That was a pretty interesting point. Ignore fear when it's not helpful. They call it deliberate calm. You remain calm when every bone in your body is telling you to panic. Like you have to override that instinct with calm. He told me about Sully, the pilot who landed the plane on the, uh, the Hudson, and how he, I guess he was, you know, the instructors were telling this, how he just kept his cool, Sullenberger. You hear it in his voice. I remember once listening to the, uh, like the cockpit transcript. He's just so calm. Tom Hanks played him in the movie. You watch Tom Hanks in, in the moment, these moments, he's just, he's so calm. He's so in control. This unexpected cross has landed in his lap. They hit a, his plane had a, what they call a, a bird strike. A flock of geese flew into the engines and knocked them out. So his options were like, can I return the plane to LaGuardia? And he knew he couldn't. He was watching you know, how fast they were losing he was losing altitude. And in the moment, was trying to calculate, okay, we're going down. Can I get to New Jersey, Teterboro Airport, little, little airport 
That was the plan for about a second or two, and then he realizes, I'm not gonna get there. So he lands in the Hudson. When's the last time your life was hit by a bird strike? How'd you respond? Did you successfully land the plane? You know, that scene with Pilate kind of interrogating Jesus. He's so awful, isn't he? I don't like to take Indiana Jones's gun and turn it on him. He's just so hateable. He's so scared. He's so afraid of how this will all impact him. So he becomes this disgrace. Like what fear can lead us to become And then Jesus' response, like us knowing what he was capable of, Jesus, his power, and he listens to this pathetically scared interrogator. And he's so calm his restraint, his deliberate calm. He asks them in that brief encounter, he says, what is truth? Well, here's some truth. Bird strikes are inevitable. We can't control them from happening. But what we do with them when they hit, that's not inevitable. That's our call. Jesus carried his cross Let's carry ours.